September 8, 2002. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show, September 8th, 2002. Welcome back from Burning Man, Brother Matt edition. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that was D Boone yeah. right there in uh, 1985. Richard Derrick on drums, Crane on bass, and singing. Uh, it's from that CD Richard Derrick's going to put out next year of stuff D Boone jamming by himself and with Richard and Crane and stuff like that. Uh, the song was uh, Everyone Was There. I think it was at some backyard party or something. You could hear almost everyone there, too. Yeah, maybe Chuck Sands. That's <laughs> <laughs> not his fault. All shroom. And we started with uh, John Coltrane, Feeling Good. Uh, Brother Matt. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> How was uh, your Labor Day? Labor Day rocked. Went to Burning Man, made the annual trip out to Black Rock. And uh, I think in a lot of ways that it was maybe the best one. You know, everyone's kind of the best one in a lot of ways because they're all so trippy and unique and extreme. But the weather was incredible. So it kind of all trickled down in a good way from there because it never got over 100, I would say. And uh, it never really got under 60, probably. It's out in the desert in uh, Utah? Wyoming? Uh, no, it's uh, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, it's it's uh, like three hours north of Reno out in the Black Rock Desert, which is, is one of the flattest places on Earth because it used to be an inland sea. Ah, so it, it drained, and uh, it's the, the soil's all weird and alkali because of the sea. And so nothing grows there. So it's like uh, this big, flat place with no real food chain. So there's no bugs or anything because there's no no plants growing. And um, man, it's like being on another planet. Uh, sunrise after the man burn was so incredible. I took a new drug. That was trippy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a very psychedelic experience. Uh, 2CB, have you heard of that? No. I'd heard of it for a while, but I never encountered it, and I encountered it now, and uh, it really was not really too pleasant. Um, I guess there's a couple ways you can do it, and and uh, we, we uh, whiffed it. Man, it was insane. Um, and then it was totally psychedelic. Like, well, most people were getting sick at first. It was just, like, a whole different type of like neon sparkle swiggles coming right out of the air for no reason <laughs> oh wow yeah right sunrise was pretty trippy um so that lasted just a couple hours i would say and then i got to bust in the killer sunrise set after the man burn um busting out the belly dancer tunes and stuff um th there was some wild art as always um Probably the most people there. I think uh, I'd heard there were uh, 30,000 tickets sold like before the, when the gates had opened, like 30,000 had been sold. So there were probably more than that, maybe 35,000 out there. place is huge now. Yeah. I thought you were kind of worried about that, that they were going to get too merged. Yeah. Um, like two, two years ago, um, it seemed like Nevada, you know, they, they're kind of uptight in a lot of ways. Uh, with their laws, and they were having kind of a problem, having one of the world's biggest parties in their pad, and everyone coming to break all the laws. So they kind of wanted to make a statement, it seemed, a couple of years ago. And um, 
they they did. They really were rousting people. They had their dogs, you know, hassling people at their tents, smelling around and stuff. It was pretty hard to hide out there. Um, and that's kind of the reason to go out there, because it's so far from everybody. You're not going to really bug anybody. Um, and most of the cops seemed like they'd always kind of appreciated Burning Man. You know, they liked the assignment because it was such a freak show. They got to go. You see them taking pictures with naked girls and stuff. Um, but... Uh, and this year, the Nevada has their own b- big police hassles with the marijuana initiative, and they're coming up with the big election and stuff. And the cops made a statement that said they didn't want to waste their time um, with weed laws if they had to be checking out terrorist stuff. And uh, so they've got a whole bunch of hassles just by speaking the truth and having real opinions. But they seem like they hung hung back out of the way. They were definitely there. Um you know, you hear stories about undercover guys with videos and just popping into camps and partying because that's what people do is set up their camp to meet people and come on over. It's real interactive. So uh, there were stories about cops popping in with their videos, you know, partying with people and then coming back and busting them later. Um, so that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I would say so. For the most part... Uh, Things went real smooth, and uh, those type of incidents were mostly rumors and uh, pretty, pretty uh, narrow incidents. What about uh, the opera, Pepe? Pepe and the opera crew—they were definitely going full strength. Uh, I did, this was the first year I wasn't in the opera camp, so that was that was neat to change the scenery. Uh, we had a great camp going, but they had uh, the the theme this year was the floating world, so there were a lot of pirate ships out there. Uh, cruising the playa, which looked awesome because it, it's so flat out there, especially at night, it looks a lot like the ocean. And uh, there were some amazing pirate ships and, and art cars that people made. Huge, like a huge bus, kind of like the, we got the tall ships going yeah. here in Pedro now. Um, there were some tall ships out there cruising the playa, like good old What was galleons. the theme of the opera? Um, the opera, it wasn't like a traditional performance where there'd be 350 naked people dancing around fire. Um, this year, they were all on a pirate ship. So it was oh. a smaller crew, I think like 75 to 100. And they were on some ranch up in Santa Barbara for like a month prior. People come from all over the world, Europe and stuff, uh, to be part of this opera, the professional opera people. And they'd been doing all these like uh, throat singing and different different workshops and stuff up in Santa Barbara for a month prior to this. Um, Grady, he, he's he got the, the kakak monkey, like Indonesian monkey chants. Yeah. He, he mastered in this. And uh, now he's he's uh, setting up these workshops all over the country. So he's down in Atlanta now. He's from CalArts. Um, he's down in Atlanta training all these people to do monkey chants. And uh, so he had all these troops around the playa doing monkey chants all over the place. And the Washaw Bear Clan, the the group of uh, uh, does um, naked Tai Chi to the uh, deadly fuzzy fingers of the deadly teddy bear. Um, <laughs> this is like this whole trip. Did the opera have uh, monkey chants? Uh, oh, yeah, they had monkey chants definitely going. Um, they had naked chicks uh, being the fish in the, in the sea. Um and the pirate ship Pepe made was awesome. It was like a, a pirate ship sitting on the back of this giant fish. So the fish was like the size of a huge flatbed truck type of thing. It was maybe 
35 feet long. Had a couple <laughs> masts with rigging up there where you could have some circus people flipping around in the rigging. Um, boatload of babes just cruising the playa and uh, musicians, awesome musicians. Um, playing in the boat? Yeah, playing in the boat. They had a cool camp set up, so just music was just drifting out awesome all the time. Um, the tuna guys were there again, these guys, tuna fishermen uh, from up on the Oregon coast. They come in every year with tons, tons of tuna fresh off the boat. Donate? Don donated into Burning Man, have their camp set up where they're just queuing up constantly and turning people on the salmon and tuna. Wow. At an awesome feast. Just go drop them a bottle of wine. or um, It's a total gift economy, you know, so you don't need money up there, which is beautiful. You know, you don't need a, a car and you're living in a tent so you don't have keys so it's really neat being in, walking around for a week with no keys and no wallet um it's awesome um that's why some people are naked the whole time because you can be you get you don't no, you don't need carry. pockets yeah you don't need pockets um so there were some, some incredible art there were these swimmers somebody set up you know it looks like you bury some mannequin like structure in the dirt and you got all kinds of weird looking things like people are in water but they had these paper mache people like they're, they're olympic swimmers kind of in a circle and they looked like they're just frozen there swimming in the dirt but at nighttime there was a strobe light flashing on these things and it was just enough to mess your vision up and these things you could be like six inches away looking at them and it looked like they were swimming in the dirt, you know? The, the thing's mouth is open coming up out of the dirt. It's like totally getting the motion. It was amazing. <laughs> the stuff that people come up with out there is just so mind-blowing. Any lightning bolt machines? Yeah, yeah. Old uh, Dr. Megavolt was out there yeah. with uh, his mutator crew. Um, they had a cool camp. They were going off. That's a pretty amazing setup, having the Tesla coil just firing out the lightning bolts. Um yeah, the stuff, you get all these artists of all different types and all these cyber people and cutting-edge engineers of the latest gadgets, and everyone's out there to play like kids, you know, with their latest gadgets and gizmos. And there's some amazing stuff out there. A couple times you think you see UFOs. Maybe they're real, or maybe they're just somebody's toy. <laughs> Weird flying machines people got. Wow, around. and they're flying in them? Yeah, yeah, little little like lawnmower motor type gadgets that they're taking off. Whirly gigs? Yeah, dudes falling out of the sky, skydivers and stuff. They Do got their own get airport. Hurt? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing that more people don't get hurt and killed. Some did. Yeah, it says on the tickets, you know, that you, you could die if you go there, um, which is definitely easy. But it's amazing that more people don't um, because there's a lot of fucked up people. Um, just having vacation, being out in the desert and cutting loose, having fun, playing with fire. That's a kind of a bad combo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, most people are really responsible and pull it off well. This one dude, he goes up to my friend and says, hey, uh, he's on a pirate ship. Things just taking off. And he says, here, watch me do some fireballs. And he grabs his bottle of, like, 191 type of liquor gulps it grain alcohol boom, blows out fireball dribbles down his chin on his shirt he's on fire Ignites he's him. totally burning he drops the bottle on the boat the bottle catches on fire the boat catches on fire the dude's on fire some dude 
kept cool and just like poured his beer over his head, you know, next to him, just doused him with his coldie and put the guy out. But he was already pretty toasted quick. And um, they had to take him out to Reno, fly him out, I guess. And uh, first, second, third degree burns all over his face, arms, chest, I guess. So, yeah, he was the burning man for a moment. Oh. Um, Brave so, man. Yeah. Or well, you got to tell me more when we yeah, come back. Yeah. Here's some Sonics. Watch for Pedro show.
I'm shown off, and yes, I do. Well, I was born in the desert, came on up from New Steaming Captain Beefheart and his magic band was sure enough, and yes, I do. Somebody big made Mama Nanny back and child again. I mean, them short fat fellas back and style again. Yeah, had no real good life and drinking, be lured by one of them. Size 14, 16, 18, 22, 24 in style again. I mean that big butt cutie back in style again. Yeah, have no juicy Lucy to you be loved by one of them. Well, mama, papa told me, son, you better shout. Woman that you got, she gonna knock you out. Big leg mama's mouth back in style again. Them big butt cuties back in style again. They yeah, had no record love and turn your beloved by one of them. She gon' rock you, gon' roll you. Man, 
don't try to control it. Come on, you big leg, mom, got it. Back in style, yeah. I mean, them thick, fine heifers, back in style, yeah. Yeah, have them juicy, loosey to you, Woman drink a coffee and great big club. She's the kind of woman you say no loving up. Come out your big leg, mama's not a back inside again. I mean them heart shaped booties back inside again. Yeah, have no real good loving drink and be loved by one of them. Well, she will not make you shout, she won't make you beg. She'll shake a hooter just like a softball egg Come on, take a big leg, mama's back inside again I mean them heart-shaped booties back inside again Yeah, have no juice and loose it to you Oh, one of them Honey, give me some WD-40 And all my springs, my back is made of whalebone I'm gonna make you sing Come on, take a big leg, mama's got it Back inside again Them leg, big leg, them big leg, them mama, 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 from Pedro show there's some Taj Mahal big legged mamas are back in style it's up from brother Matt's collection <laughs> Taj rocks uh, before that we had Captain Beefheart something from 1968 on the BBC Top Gear show sure enough and yes I do before that, Native Americans by Ornette Coleman. We started off with Brave Men Run on My Running My Family from the uh, Iridescent Seven Inch, nineteen eighty four Sonic Youth. Uh, you were talking, Brother Matt, about spinning fire. Yeah, I spun fire. Like uh, you know how I didn't do it like those 
Polynesian dudes, Hawaiian dudes, although that was the, the idea. Um, but my friend Pickle, she lives up in Vancouver zone. She made me some poi, which uh, are what they call those spinner things. And I get the little snap-on thing so I can either spin fire or attach the glow stick uh, attachments for a safer, non-burnable spins. And I did it. I didn't burn myself. It was pretty bitching. The fire sounds awesome when you're spinning it by you, um, doing figure eights and stuff. And I figured I'd been going up there for like five or six years now. And if I just spun like a few minutes each year, I would probably kind of have an idea how to do it by now. So I'm doing it. <laughs> doing it. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, you soak those things in like lighter fluid and stuff, so they're they're totally on fire. <laughs> we got a Hawaiian boat. You know, the tall ships came in Thursday. Pretty incredible. Tall ships, if you don't know, are ships with big mass. They have sails and a lot of man motors and stuff, but they mainly use the sails. And in last week in San Francisco, they had the biggest gathering of tall ships in over 100 years wow and then about 14 of the boats came down here one's from holland one's from ukraine one's from massachusetts a lot of them are cali boats we just built two here last two years i've been watching it be built the uh xe johnson Irvin so they're johnson. in action now huh? not the xe oh. just the Irvin. they were jamming to get them done but and they're all wood all handmade some of these boats had metal hulls some are sailing school. One's from Avalon, mm. the town on Catalina. It's for kids. Mm. Ours are built for kids, too, for inner city. Cool. Because you got to work uh, the way all that rigging is and sails. You have to work as a team. Mm -hmm. So teach these cats about working. Yeah, getting out there with the mother nature and uh, getting away from the hood and yeah. having to rely on each other. It's a But whole still new... working uh, with each other because yeah. the boat won't move with one guy. Yeah. You know, there's no button to push and something. Mm -hmm. You have to all... That's why in the old days they had them shanties. Mm -hmm. That's how they coordinated yeah, all the moves. Heave-ho. <laughs> heave-ho. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to heave-ho the man anymore. That's one bad thing about progress. Because they always had a a big, like, tugboat rope type, you know, size of your arm coming off the man. And to, to pull him up yeah, and up. down... The whole, all, all the community would have to get out there and, and give the heave ho, and everyone would hold the rope and just take a step back. But now with progress, the man he gets up on his own. Um, they call it burning stand instead of burning man, kind of as a joke, because uh, you know the, <laughs> he's already the, up. Yeah, he's up on. They a stand. build him up. The, the the stand was a lighthouse. Well, they can still drop him down. He's got his own little hoist, but they'll drop him down to like do the neon or the fireworks on him because nighttime he's just glowing and then when he burns he's like pretty packed with fireworks and stuff so he's ready to go um and the with the floating world theme they made the stand look like a lighthouse so he's standing up on top of the lighthouse and um it kind of protects the desert because um they've got to keep it all cool to get their permits for next year so they can't yeah. be trashing a place it's leave no trace want to anyway. yeah yeah actually the desert's cleaner now with burning man than it was before because it was full of like old junker cars in the desert and refrigerators and, and oh, big, really? big trash and where'd so, it come from oh people no one lived out there no so that's why they throw their shit out there <laughs> they drive all that way and just <laughs> dump it so the, the years had just been collecting stuff and since burning man's been going out there they're the second largest uh, educators of a leave-no-trace philosophy oh. next to the Boy Scouts. Um, yeah. 
So uh, they've really left the desert a lot cleaner. And you can't just start your fires anymore and burn your stuff. you got to, like, do it on a, a burn platform so that you're not scarring the desert. So it's, like, burning responsibly. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. So the stand takes the place of all these hay bales that used to just burn all night long like crazy. <laughs> um, now it's all self-contained and kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it didn't merge out. I remember last year you were telling me concerns. Pepe was bumming. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. I know cool. he's fun and stuff, so we've got to talk about that experience, cool. too. Here's some stuff from Germany. Totenhosen. Watt from Pedro Show.
In a little cabaret in a South Texas border town Sat a boy and his guitar And the people came from all around And all the girls from there to Austin We're slipping away from home and putting jewelry in pocket To take the trip to go and listen To the little dark-haired boy that played the Tennessee flat-top box And he would play By the little dark-haired boy that played the Tennessee flat-top box And he would play And they forgot him in the little town But all the girls still dreamed about him And hung around the cabaret Until the doors were locked And then one day on the hit parade Was a little dark-haired boy That played a Tennessee flat-top box And he would play
Pot from Pedro Show, Woo-hoo. September 8, 2002 edition, coming down the end of the first hour. That was uh, the wor- music of the Whirling Dervishes, with a tune called Pezrev. Look at his world. Yeah. It says here on the jacket, uh, Rumi, the towering figure of Sufism in the 13th century, ended one of his favorite poems with this line which turned out to be prophetic. Dazed by the marvels of love, our whirling endures. Rumi rocks. Yeah. Before that was uh, Johnny Cash, Tennessee Flat Top Box. Yeah. Yeah, and we started with two things from Germany, Totenhosen, Jürger Angler's Party from their first 7-inch and Start the Riot by Teenage Atari Riot. Or is it Atari Teenage Riot? ATR. Yeah, it's Atari Teenage Riot. <laughs> By the way, uh, don't play any video games in Greece. It's against yeah. a law. <laughs> you can believe that. Um, let's see. Next, coming up next, second hour. Watt from Pedro Show. Hold tight. September 8, 2002. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
Brother Matt. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> we did a little... Flip-flopping. Yeah. You just want to light up them four green lights, right? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, the Ashton brothers, Scotty, Ron, along with Jay Mascus and myself uh, last March. I think it was March, I don't know, 18th? How was last week? It says on... Uh, yeah. March 15th, 2002 at UCLA, the All Tomorrow's Party singing, Thurston singing, Stooges, We Are Cool Time. Yeah, last week I played with Ashton Brothers and J2, but at Pukul Pop 2002 Benefit, not Benefit, Festival in Hasselt, uh, uh, Belgium. And uh, I thought I did much better than the UCLA gig. There was a lot of mud, it was a trip. Uh, but we were in a shed, so even though the ground was full of mud and stuff, at least it wasn't, the rain wasn't coming down the people like the some of the other stages. It's a big festival? Uh, yeah, they have it every year. It's three days. We played the third day. Uh, it was a lot of flying, Jesus. Uh, you know, my whole day going and coming back. But it was a honored to be asked to do that and like I said I thought I'd play better it was much better more together um, I didn't bring a bass so they had a fender waiting for me there but it was okay the strap was a little too high I had to play a little high it wasn't too fusion I didn't have to <laughs> you had a cool little strap one? on the ponytail <laughs> <laughs> huh? did it get the little one for you <laughs> well like the strap was too short I couldn't uh, wear the bass low enough uh, high water. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Not too bad, but now you know the day before. In fact, at the club I played with uh, Jay last year. They let us practice, and um, they had a lembic bass for me, and that was really high. It was terrible. So the Fender, it was a late seventies Fender. It was, it was good. We had a kid who sings for Sparta, Jim, come and sing. No fun, and uh, he wrote the lyrics on his arms. He didn't know the song that well. He's a very young man. But <laughs> he dove into the pit, did some Miggy kind of thing. Cheat so, sheet. Yeah, was, <laughs> we're playing, you know, and I don't hear any more words. So I look down there, and the guy's looking up at me from the crowd. So I did the rest of the spiel. Um, I don't know. It was pretty intense, man. Uh, really loud. Jay and Ron had couple Marshall Stacks and Scotty wanted me he, uh, his brother next to him for some reason although Jay and Ron wasn't into it but so I was way on the outside which was kind of good because it would have been total brain floss kind of was at that UCLA gig to be between them cats so loud man my ears were ringing after that uh, <laughs> one gig down there at Disneyland place House oh yeah House of Bouge <laughs> that was something else huh God, he plays loud. Uh, where's earplugs, dudes? I forgot his new record. I've been playing some songs off it. But um, next time, uh, um, it's really good. It's called Free So Free. And uh, Ron, Scott, it was great. I think we might do some more gigs in December, maybe. We'll see. 
school. It's really hard for Scotty right now. He's like living in his truck. Sad. Really sad. So, Brother Matt, um, you spun at the Burning Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, that was a treat. Um, got a couple killer sunrise sessions in playing the... the yeah, I was, I was staying with a, a bunch of DJs that play like spun days and they make money doing it. They're like in on the, the club scene and stuff. And so it was cool to get to play to them because uh, I just come from a whole different direction um that's not really so hip i guess as far as like the current stuff but it comes from like a different wider span you come from so, pedro yeah exactly <laughs> it's the pedro style here on the watch from pedro show spin, spin cycle. cycle yeah
Thank you very much. Whoa, we got some feedback there, brother man. The bonus topper. Sorry about that. We gotta always come down. We need the talk back. But no, like you got the radio. Speaking of radio, your old station, KXLU, I did a benefit for them. Cool. Thursday. The fundraiser. Cool, for the left side. Yeah, Sacrament Trust was there, and Solid Eye, a bunch of trippy bands, Far Side. And uh, give a left side salute to you for, for over 20 years of supporting them. Yeah, yeah. I've debuted a lot of my records. I play them first over the air there. I'm going to do it with this next one. Cool. Some guy named Fred runs the station now. They're good people. Young, early 20s. Yeah, that's kind of the way they've always been. The young, yeah. youngsters running the show up there, and and it's awesome that the, the Jesuits let them do their thing. And, let the and, free flag uh, fly. Yeah, they do it cool. Yeah, they had this, um, and the elevators still don't work most of the time. <laughs> this guy named Cowboy Nick, he had some band on with the, one of the cats who played guitar. Construction guy had broken both legs, so he was in a chair, and... Cowboy Nick had to carry him up them stairs. Oh, man. He's Third a big floor. man. He's strong. Yeah, we were there back when the jets were flying in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for that spin cycle. It was pretty... Cool. Thank you. Ethereal. Ethereal. <laughs> it's trippy. It's cool. Chill out. Gross. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I've been hanging out with like belly dancers and yoga teachers lately. Oh. The influence There's some yoga fad in Pedro. I... Yeah, there's a few yoga places, and and they had the belly international belly dancer championships down at the Sheraton. People were flying in from everywhere. Wow! To down Pedro. on Sixth Street. Yeah, that was a trip. So I uh, got a little of that action. That was neat. A little extra culture in Pedro. In Pedro, cultural fortified. Mega. <laughs> the tall ships. They sail out Tuesday at noon. Take shots of them. There's something with the sails up. Yeah. Oh, wow. $50 for a ride. I saw him fire off a cannon off of Bill Wright's. They're up there with the... F they're spread out. A lot of them are by the maritime building, but some are by the fishing boats. You know, right across from the trolleys. Okay, yeah, Watt from Pedro Show. Here's some pukerama.
T-Rex with explosive mouth. Before that, the mommy heads with thinking of you. That reminds me of that mentor song. No, it was <laughs> the mommy heads thought of you. The mentors is thinking of you and constantly jacking. <laughs> Little different. Maybe not. Alduce. Rest in peace. Brother Eldon. And started off with the Driller Killer by Pukarama, Dallas band. Texas. Okay, um, coming on. Uh, oh, we still got a minute left. Uh, 30 seconds. Now. Okay, 30 seconds of the second hour Watt for Pedro show, September 8th, 2002 edition. Um,. Early show we had today. We started this one maybe at uh, 9.20 in the morning. Because, Brother Matt, you have uh, some... Yeah, teaching. yeah, I got some kind of uh, worldly festivities out in uh, Malibu at, at Frank Lloyd Wright's grandson's pad. He's got some cool cool little kingdom out there with a uh, giant pond and an amphitheater. And, uh, oh, I thought it was some teacher's aid thing. Oh, no, 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 no. This is some, some kind of party for some cause oh <laughs> well i hope it's a good cause yeah i hope so or i hope it's a good time at least yeah, yeah good party <laughs> right okay hold tight for hour three september 8 2002 third hour of the watt from pedro show here's part nine of the fourth tower of inverness I'm back in my body. There's no fire. What's that? Mannequins. Mannequins of, of satyr-like creatures. They're made out of paper mache. No web or, or spider. Nothing but these... Mannequins. Jack, get out of that maze immediately. Oh, it's little Frida. Where are you? I'm coming through the Alpha Wave intercom. Oh. How do I get out of this place? There's a trap door three feet behind you. It's covered with sod, but you'll be able to see the ring. That's it. 
just pull. It's heavy, all right. You still have your torch, so you'll be able to see. You're now inside the same underground passage we've used before. It'll take you to the house, and you'll be back inside the walls again. Any door that leads out should take you to the interior of the house. Any further questions? You don't think there's anyone besides me in this tube, do you? It's clear. I've checked it out. Well, how did you check it out? I mean, I know it's perfectly safe. You'll be all right now. Well, I hope so. Well, let's see. There's a turn up ahead here. Ah, home at last. I can see why the Madonna vampire enjoys living inside these walls. Though it's kind of narrow, there's a, an attraction to the surreal quality of living in endless hallways. She has it fixed up nicely, too. Ah, there's a door. Well, maybe I'll continue on. I might meet the good Madonna and share a glass of port. That'd settle me just fine. I've never been in this part before. What beautiful paintings. The frames look like that elaborate Rococo stuff. What an odd time that must have been. Someone's talking. Let's see, there, there aren't any doors here. I'll go a little further. Certain that he took it all right. Perfectly, superbly. Just as the creature fastened its claws about him, he projected himself back to his body. Just like that. No after effect. Perfect. Landed square in his body. I've never seen a better return. Hey, what is this? <laughs> so he was able to solve it himself. Superbly done. No coaching, whatever. The missing link is strong, Dr. Mazzola. Incredibly strong. <laughs> we will succeed. Have you ever doubted? Well, when he first arrived, I took one look at him and realized just how little work he has accomplished. It was dormant, but now it is awakening. Jack, have you gotten hung up somewhere? Huh? Oh, oh yeah. I, I guess I passed the first door, and I, I was looking at the paintings in the frames. And... Can you hurry, please? Okay, sure. I'm hurrying as quickly as I can. I don't know what's going on here. That's for sure. And another thing, Doctor Mazula, you must provide some sort of power supply for the Alpha Wave intercom. Whatever you say, yeah. I'll attach some dummy batteries at the uh, at the main control panel. <laughs> main control panel. I will admit, Dr. Mazula, you are a very clever alchemist. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Don't forget now. It may be a bit much for him at this stage if he should realize that the intercom has no power source except his own mind. Jack Flanders has returned from the horrors of the maze through the underground passageway that runs beneath the maze and into the inside walls of the mansion. As we join Jack, he finds a doorway and is about to step out of the walls into the inner rooms of the mansion when he hears the faint sound of a harpsichord. He changes his mind and continues down the narrow passageway inside the walls. He passes an occasional piece of furniture mirrors with heavy gold-leaf Baroque Rococo frames, and paintings of royal dandies and ladies captured and frozen in paint forever, damned to hang there and smile and stare at nothing but the back of an opposite wall. This is the world of the Madonna Vampira, 
who lives within the walls of Inverness. Judge my paintings most unjustly. Oh, they're all right. Oh, they're all right. Do you have any taste at all, Mr. Flanders? Well, Miss Madonna Vampira, I would say I have lots. It's just that, well, this one, for example. I mean, look at her. You think there never was a person who looked like that? Not possibly. Well, no one can wear a mask like that without falling over with the weight of the thing. What if I told you that that painting is of me? Bull. It is. Double bull. I understand why you say that. Well, sure, she's about 15 years older than you are, and there's, there's nothing about her that even faintly resembles you. Well, well, maybe there, there's some... Hey, you aren't hypnotizing me or anything, right? <laughs> right. No spells. Well, it's just that the eyes... They aren't as dark as yours, but... Oh, yeah, how did I miss that? Wow. Sure there's a resemblance. Hey, was she some royal relative from way back? No, that was me. Was you? You aren't afraid to die, are you, Mr. Flanders? I don't know. <laughs> being around this place has kept me so busy avoiding being killed that I haven't had much time to think about it. Dying is such a natural thing. It's as natural as being born. As natural as going to the toilet. Well, you can't get much more natural than that. Naturally. Most of all, I want your warm embrace. Over here is another painting of me. Hmm. When was that done? 1740. Oh. Was that a good year? Not really. And here's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. When was that one done? 1831. Uh, how did you grow such a big beard? I was a sea captain. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that was the right thing to do. <laughs> and over here I was, as you said, a dandy. I recited poetry and led a most charming, rich life. Uh, what's that vintage? 16-something. Mm, I've never gotten the date of the portrait exact. Well, it looks like you've been around for a long time. So have you. Well, not quite that long. Longer. No, it's odd, but you don't look that old. I keep being reborn. Oh, I see. In other words, you believe in all that hocus-pocus. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, deep down, don't you? Deep down, mm, no. Hey, this one's familiar. It's Lord Jowls. Uh, you weren't him, too, were mm, you? Lady Jowls gave me the painting. Did you know him? Lord Jowls was the last of the Renaissance men. 
He could paint, recite poetry, compose music. He was an adventurer, a very complete man. Where did he make his mistake? Hmm? Well, he disappeared. He chose to disappear. Forever and ever. You seem to know more about this than... <laughs> I'm surprised. He was supposed to return. My, my, my. For such a dull, conservative person, you do have flashes of brightness. Where did Lord Giles go, and why didn't he return? No one knows why he didn't return. Maybe he liked it there. Jack? Yes, little Frida? After dinner, we are going to present a play. Oh, okay. Is it time for dinner? Just about. You can find your way out of there all right? Yep. Okie dokie. Bye. That anemic little midget. I wonder what the play's about. Oh, you'll love it, I'm certain. Little Frida set it up especially for you. It's her first play. How did you come to know all this? You forget. I live in the walls. I hear everything. Oh, that's true. What's the play about? It's about you. Me? <laughs> well, how's that? I can't reveal the exciting ending. But the beginning is entitled The Great and Vainglorious Past Lives of Jack Flanders Here and Now. Past lives? <laughs> Mine? Me? Bull. Stick around. You'll see. <laughs> Where do you come from? Tell me who. From another world Or from some distant star Where do you come from?
made a big mistake So just you fucking wait Blood of the walls Blood of the walls Blood of the walls Blood of the walls Blood of the Watt from Pedro Show. That's uh, Subado. As the world dies, the eyes of God grow bigger from their Subado 3 record. Scared Stiff from the Wipers before that. We started with uh, part 9 of the 4th Tower of Inverness. Jack Flanders and his adventure. In the early 70s. Uh, Brother Matt, we were talking about yoga. Yeah. You're involved with yoga. Well, I, I just been playing the tunes for people who are involved in yoga mostly. <laughs> so you're watching people do yoga and uh, motivating them with rhythms and notes. Yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, uh, we got some little video coming out that. It, it'll cross like being a tr- instruction video, uh, like put some killer graphics in there. It'll be like a music video as well. And, and I'm thinking if if we can get her naked, it'd be like a like erotic video also. So try to cover as many bases as possible. Kundalini. <laughs> then uh, old old uh, Robert up in his. Uh, video distribution place he's all ready to, to distribute the thing so we just gotta, gotta get it made down, yeah, yeah yeah he's been helping out old jackson they sold a bunch and what's it called what kind of yoga is this um this is is like a, a like a kind of a hybrid of yoga yoga and and uh, dance stretching stuff um so i guess ideally it would work out to be some new trend of of fitness type of a thing like a Pilates or a yeah, I was typo asking you about Pilates. Typo. I think I'm I probably the wrong dude to ask about some of these fitness trends, but uh, it, it's. Well, uh, I looked it up on the web. I, I guess it was some cat's name. Oh, some guy named so Pilates. It, it, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, but I don't really know what it is. It's yeah, just, like combining aerobics and martial arts, or uh, because yoga is basically stretching. And yeah, learning breathing, how to relax, breathing, getting the mind. Calm yeah, a few in the different body. schools of thought too, um, for different purposes. Some are more breathing. Yeah, some are more energetic than others. Yeah, if you're doing aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's and someone who was telling me who was it, Kundalini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just saw. Uh, but you got a thing there. Yeah. Is that where I saw? Maybe. Oh yeah, the box. Yeah. And things get in my head. Nice turban. Sometimes I think it's being said to me, but maybe I saw this. Okay. Yeah, it's just I know about Kundalini from Perry, and he said it was some kind of energy from uh, sexual. I think it sure can be. Or can be? (laughs) I'm very ignorant, but I'm curious, and I hope this thing goes well for you. You got a great video you can watch. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we'll have at least cool tunes. You put fast ones? Well, well, I always tend to go a little faster. Um, so so I keep having the downshift uh, because uh, I think traditionally it's it's not really a fast-moving type of a thing. So 
we're like making this uh, 21st century hybrid, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I uh, on last tour when I was playing between New York City, no, between the Brooklyn gig and Hoboken gig, these ladies uh, Mara and Hilkin were doing this thing called punk rock aerobics. Oh, <laughs> cool! And they wouldn't let me play. F- Bad brains are fast. It was all kind of older, mid seventies, slower. Kind of like the old better size classes. Yeah, well, they didn't <laughs> want people having heart attack. I wanted to play some who should do, minor threat, and really wail them. It, cool. it was a trip. Yeah, people well, using their body. You know this uh, idea with me pedaling. But you know, as far as the mind goes and sounds, I uh, also safety. I. Yeah, I don't pedal with headphones uh, on. It's kind of a, a dangerous for one thing because the asshole is driving. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot of sound with pedaling, so in tune. But it's helped me. So as you get the head working though out there pedaling though, since there's no sounds interfering, huh? Yeah, there's <laughs> the birds, there's the ocean, that kind of thing. The people walking with the headphones on, very dangerous. They don't know you're coming yeah, and jinging on the uh, bell. Yeah. They're getting that path done here on Paseo de Yeah, Mar. they're totally changing it, that, that whole stretch there. It's been the same forever. That's wild. The hardcore kind of sad scene. As long as they don't go promenade. Yeah. They don't need any of that crap. Marina del, Marina del Pedro look. Right. We don't need that. They did it in Hermosa with Pierre. Yeah, chic. Santa it Monica. Out. It's crap. Yeah, got it all chic. It's garbage. But Ports of Call is kind of looking shabby, though. Got to kind of tune it up. But they should just let the prices go down, let the artists get in there and do cool stuff. That would be great. Instead of keeping it under Bring the Bring in wraps. the multiplex and yeah. all that crap, yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. So I, I was reading something about Manhattan and New York City. Uh, a good thing about Starbucks is they got heads that are free to the public. Because it's always, oh, yeah. if you have to piss in that town, it's yeah. always a nightmare. And, Maybe they just took it up to the urns and give it a fancy name. <laughs> Wondered about that at yeah, ball games people sometimes. Just, and it's diretic anyway. Maybe you know, right after they down the whatever yeah, lottie, the system going. it gets right back into the next cat. <laughs> just put in some brown colors or make it more brown. Huh. The water treatment center. All right. Yeah, here, Pete Townsend, you know, he wrote the songs for The Who, and he would make these demos and of him playing everything. And they'd show them to Roger and that was on Mooney. So uh, here's one right now. Watt for Pedro Show. I used to wake up in the morning. I'd always feel so bad. I got so sick and haven't sleepless nights. I went and told my dad. Just 
Second chance to make a first impression Sloppy riding the second wave of fame Sloppy second take a ticket and go stand in line Did it call your name? About second, if it's working for you in the first place, in the first place, second is where you wanna be.
whispers in my ear Love songs of crystal lattice and exquisite tears A rainfall on acres of poppy fields The flow-down gutters made of cold-pressed steel And a voice whispers Are you good enough? So I ask myself Am I good enough? And a breeze drifts by Saying I'm not good enough So I tell myself Don't measure up I don't measure up
Watt from Pedro Show. That's Kel Johansson. Good enough from his uh, solo EP. Before that, Sloppy Seconds by George Clinton, P-Funk, All-Stars, special guests Bernie Worrell and Bootsy Collins. Started with Pete Townsend's demo of Pictures of Lily. Speaking of the funk. Of the funk. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, uh, Two-thirds of the way through the last hour. September 8, 2002, version of what from Pedro Show with Brother Matt here. Post Burning Man. Yeah. I'm not bummed either, you know, because it's like a generally depressing time now after you get back. But I just kind of restructured my whole year to make that like New Year's kind of, you know. So I'm out there, got a little vacation, cut loose, go nuts, come back all refreshed and rejuvenated, ready to kick ass on a new year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is trippy time for me. Um, usually I'm on tour, but I'm not going to tour this fall. I'm going to wait till spring with the new Second Man record. And because this last tour just went too far in the summer. Yeah, you power that. Was that the biggest one ever? Biggest tour? No, I did a fire hose one that was 71 gigs in 73 days. Damn. 93. It's called 48 State Cuda Bake. We did all the states except Hawaii and Alaska and a couple Canadian provinces. It was that was a hell ride. Fifty six gigs in a row. This one was sixty one gigs in sixty two days. And there was a lot in a row. Maybe fifty three years. Damn. But I was also a younger man then I was <laughs> still in my thirties. But I did it. I did it. <laughs> we did it. Both second men, first five weeks, Pete Mazich, Jerry Treptich, and then Jerry again with Tom Watson, last four weeks, John and Terry show. Good men. Yeah, digging the organ sound. Oh, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. And Pedro. Yeah. For the elders. He's a killer screamer, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's great. He's got also a good singing voice, too. Mm. Uh his wife came up and sang with us. Oh, cool. Yeah, they've had this wedding band for years. Okay, here's some Anchorman. Watch for Pedro show. Yeah. 
Nomad Bird. Nomad Bird. Nomad Bird. Nomadic Bird. Nomadic Bird. Nomadic Bird. Love the nightmare.
Just give me your name. Uh, D Boone, I play the guitar and sing. Okay, and uh, oh, Mike Watt plays the bass and George Hervey plays the drums. Okay, um just give me a little rundown on, on influences, musical influences. Um Wire, the Bop Group, Captain Beefheart, Gang of Four, Sex Pistols, Clash, Jam. Really, Captain Beefheart, or yeah. the whole career? Or? Yeah. Um, there's some jazz, well, the drummer likes jazz a lot, and I like a lot of, you know, I, I like a lot of stuff, you know, from heavy metal and country western, some of it, not all of it, some of it's real bad, you know. Some of what? Country western is. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's like commercial music and everything, you know, there's there's good heavy metal bands and then there's commercial heavy metal bands, and there's good punk bands and there's commercial punk bands, you know. I just don't like the commercial stuff. Very. <laughs> okay, um... I saw and heard about the, the U.S. out of Central America. Yeah. Okay, um, are y'all affiliated with any organizations, social, political? I am. You are. It's called uh, USACA, United States out of Central America. It's, um, it's pretty much just a bunch of lobbyists who go to a bunch of democratic organizations to get um, um, senators and congressmen to not give aid to the Contras in, in Honduras and El Salvador. And, you know, places like that. That's that's pretty much what they do. You know, they you know they publish books that have come out of Central America. They try to get films and, and programs in schools so people can see what's going on in Central America. It's pretty much of an awareness. You know, I mean, all this shit of the communists coming up from Latin America is a bunch of bullshit. Is it? Uh, is it? Primarily one uh, political organization. Is it? Is it a? Is it a? I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, it Marxist, anarchist, democrat, or is it just sort of nonpartisan? It's just you know. I mean, well, just personally, I'm a registered Democrat. I'm in it. Okay, I'm a Democrat. Uh, my girlfriend's a Democrat. She's in it. You know, there's some some people who are Marxist, you know, thinking type people, but you know, uh, it's it's not a. It's not a, you know, we're not bombing anybody or anything like that. It's just uh, just using the uh, system, you know, our, our congressional powers to, to stop what's going on. It's been going on since, you know, the 30s, even before that. I know you don't want to speak for the other members, but uh, could you possibly tell me if they would consider themselves... Uh, not label themselves, but consider themselves uh, socialists, uh, democrats, you know, well, whatever. What I would say is a democrat, registered democrat. George, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything to say. Just apathist. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Beer drinker. Yeah. <laughs> Party dude. Same man, you listen to a really shitty recording. 
I'm trying to get an interview done here. Kids can do whatever they want. It's a free country, isn't it? Yeah. See, I used to fucking play army out in the fields shooting my friends, right? Do you think that's aggression? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a lot cleaner and more wholesome. Do you, you think it kind of gets it out there where it's people's well you know how these you know like here tonight a lot of people are kids but we play a lot of over 21 clubs but we have no kids you know and uh, they don't slam dance you know, you like what what tonight the pogo? Well, yeah. pretty high school too, no, I know but, the audience was but I'm saying do you think slam dancing is uh, I don't know what slam dancing is you know it's kind of you know I used to you know I used to go see like the class political song from Michael Jackson man what happened man? it's a great song oh, oh well we have a lot of songs, you know. We have that one, man. Y'all doing Michael Jackson cover? No, we have a song called a Political Song, <laughs> song from Michael Jackson. Jackson. That's a great tune, man. Oh, oh, well. you, you guys didn't do nothing off the Paranoid Time single, did you? Uh, you know, well, we did. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean about you know that you know the aggression goes on out there, but that's just something you know. I mean, we're, we're playing rock and roll. Okay? And when I was young, I used to go see these heavy metal bands, and it was always fights. Always, you know, whenever you get a group of people, whatever, there's always going to be problems because, especially when they're all getting fucked up and they're all scamming on each other's girls. Like, it's all over. It's all over. You know, that's you know. It's just something you can't handle. And these kids, you know, the slam dancing stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's become a trend. You know, we used to pogo, right? And we used to bump into each other, you know, not you know, kind of bump around, you know. But all of a sudden, these like, suburb kids start getting into the scene, right? Yeah, not pogoing, but yeah, these kids started like throwing their fists and stuff. Get away from me, son, you know. But, you know, I don't, I don't really go to big punk rock shows if I do, I just kick back in the back. I don't, I don't have to get involved with it. I can still have a good time. Because you know, usually the, the venue is smaller. Than the music the music music music. Music. Yeah. That's the reason why I like going to smaller shows just to hear the music. But the least I could do is the energy. No, it's it, it's kind of like uh, it's bad. a lot of it has to do with just um, people anticipating that. You know? yeah, it's punk rock. We're gonna do it. You know, I mean, it's Quincy. A lot of our shows, you know, slam dancing doesn't happen in a lot of our shows. You know, on tour it does because we go to these towns that never seen us before, and they label us a hardcore punk rock band. You're so, promoting this as, as a slam. So, yeah, you see, there you go. You see, so the kids are coming anticipating that. But, and for one thing, you know, I, I'm like, well, the Husker Du will come out and they'll, and they'll say it's wrong and it shouldn't be done in the snap, but, but, um, but um, I mean, I really can't tell anybody what to do or not to do. I mean, should they paid money to come in, they should be able to do whatever they want. What? Except kill people. You know? Not hurt. I mean, they should be Not push Mike in my team. What, the kids? We always talk about how we preach on nonviolence in Central America and then we play these games. It's kind of contradictory on the surface, but it's really not. It's not like I saw you dancing, you dug it. Yeah, oh yeah, shit. Okay, we're running over a little bit, but I just couldn't cut D Boone off. I cut you off, though. <laughs>
<laughs> well, yeah, well, that idiot bass player started going off and Bogarting into Dee Boone's spiel there. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, that's from the um, band Could Be Your Life. Before that, Jack Bruce, Pieces 8, the least fusion-sounding thing off his new record. <laughs> and start off with Anchorman, Scorpio Lover Rising. That's it for... Uh, Third and final hour, Watt for Pedro show, September 8, 2002 edition. Brother Matt, thank you much. Thank you. Okay. See you next time. Keep your powder dry.